Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, uh, well, 0.5 edition we have coming on. Today we have two special guests. We have Aaron and Austin from Strange Machine Games. Yes, Strange Machine Games. Well, that's what they... That is the publisher, yes. That's the publisher. <laughs> you're, you're, we are... What's your name? Uh, your combined name. I'm Austin Smokowitz. I'm Aaron Hanswitz, and together we are Dr. Witz. Dr. Witz. We were very, very surprised when it turned out to be two of you. We were like, oh, <laughs> it's not a single doctor. It's a multiple doctors. Well, Aaron's the doctor, but um, I, we do recognize that, you know, Having dual designer, a partnership as a designership, it's somewhat rare in the industry. You get a lot of collabs, a lot of collaborations, but dedicated partnerships is a little bit more on the rare side. Cool. But, uh, you know, Aaron is the doctor. I enjoy being mistaken for the doctor every now and then if that happens. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Your associate doctor. <laughs> So uh, you guys have uh, are putting on a new game, uh, Robotech Reconstruction. Uh, is that when is that coming out? So that that is out now. So it is oh, available it is now. now. Yeah, it, it just got uh, released in the wild this last January. Nice. Oh, how did how did we miss that? <laughs> There's so many games. That's why. But uh, I knew it was coming out. We were excited about it. We talked about it when it was first announced. I know that much because we're big attack and sdf1 fan so strange machine yeah, games love, so is definitely on the uh, radar so uh so uh so it's out it's available uh at your local game store uh <laughs> why don't you give us a quick rundown i guess on on the game itself so we're looking at a very specific time period we are looking at the reconstruction period in Robotech in that first season. So the first Robotech war is done. Yes. And the earth is smoldering in ruins, so it's <laughs> it's being rebuilt as Austin will tell you very well. <laughs> as they say, you know, as I like to explain to people who've never heard it before, it's like, so uh aliens show up and ninety percent of the earth is destroyed, but ten percent remains, so we declare we declare that to be a victory. Yeah, right. um, so you know we we won that one <laughs> um, yeah they're not totally wiped out so i guess it's a victory <laughs> exactly 100 yeah we survive and of course in this game you are playing two years after the end of that war and you play as one of the four factions who are trying to mold earth into you know into what it's going to become next like the direction uh, of which way which way things are going to go and it's, it's always so tough because you guys know Robotech and I have to explain this to people who know Robotech, to people who don't know Robotech. So it's like how much into the lore you want to get. And like, I could just launch into this whole thing, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold myself off right now <laughs> as we're still explaining things. <laughs> so perfect. So it's a one to four player game. Uh, from no, what I from three what to I, four, three uh, to four, sorry, three to four. Yeah, sorry, right. sorry, I don't know why I said one to four. Uh, three to four player game. 
and it, from what I read from the, the beta rules that I have, it's uh, more like a zone control kind of game as opposed to a tower defense game that Attack at SDFF was. Yeah, the, the games really focus on the, the sort of the political story that's taking place in this time period because you have everyone who's trying to really establish themselves as controlling the fate. You know, the Anti-Unification League is trying to strive for independence and, and that's not a necessarily a, a blow them up story as much as it's a political posturing story. Yes. We're trying to really lean into that side of the story, which sometimes gets covered up when you by the love triangle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, the, the love triangle, I always forget about that. Right, and there's, you know, the and um, the, one of, of course, so the Anti-Unification League is one of the factions. They're, they're the independence movement, right? They're trying to gain their freedom from the, <laughs> the RDF military, yes, yes. right? And, and the... <laughs> And the RDF, the the good guys of the story, you know, the RDF. W- when you look, when you watch, when you watch that segment, what they really care about is, yes, they're going around, they're putting out all these fires that uh, uh, Chiron is 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 building. But their main goal is to like try to just keep these civilians, these Zentradi <laughs> civilians, still, you know, doing a civilian thing as opposed to joining you know as opposed to joining chiron and like you know we really took that idea of like rick's like i want peace i want (laughs) i want everyone to work together and like when you play as as the rdf that's your goal your goal is to like get these zentradi civilians to not go back (laughs) to their warlike ways um and it's it's not easy though (laughs) no from what i can tell it's pretty pretty rough for rick uh and then you got the the REF. What is what? What is their end game? So what we what we were looking at with the REF is that okay. So you have the RD, You know, you have the RDF on the ground. You have Rick and you have Commander Global, and they're doing their thing. But then you also have Britai. And the question is, okay, so there's this whole faction of Zentradi who defected during the war yep. and is on the side of the humans, but they also like when you really look at it, they also really think about things differently than the humans do, right? Because they're like, they're the ones that are like, hey, there's this other space station that's just pumping out more military units. We got to go to space and we have to take that thing out. And what's what, what always gets me so, what I always found so funny is that when they take over that base, Britai's um, reaction is, and now we will have more peace in the galaxy. <laughs> this is how we have more peace. So in the game, when you play as the REF, your idea is that uh, you know there's more threats out there and that the only way for things to like hold together is if Earth can stay united underneath you know, the RDF. Right? We, it has to all stay in our control. So when you're playing as them, they, they care about taking control of you know of this area of earth which of course is like if you look at the board it's north america we go from essentially detroit all the way out to the pacific northwest um people are very uh, amused when i say like this is the way the waste there's an area called the wastelands they're always very amused when i'm like and that's california <laughs> <laughs> and they're like really it's like well yeah because 90 percent of earth was bombed and that's a lot of population centers so that was that was gone yeah, I do like the. But, uh, but then, oh, sorry. 
Go ahead, Aaron. But, but in terms of the action, right, there's, there's, you can think about there being two different ways people are competing to win. For the, uh, for the REF and the Anti-Evocation League, they're really vying for zones of control, where the REF wants to help the RDF control as many zones on the board as possible to unite people behind them, while the Anti-Evocation League is striving to create five independent cities not under military control. So, so they don't need to control as many zones as okay. the REF to win, but they have to control particular zones. And at the same time, Chiron and the um, RDF, on the board, there are pieces representing civilians, and they move up and down a track in each of these, these zones. And when they're on the far left, the green, they're happy, and the RDF's doing well. And if they get pushed all the way to the right, they go off the board and they join Chiron's mm. Rebellion, and they count towards Chiron's victory. And so they're fighting over that at the same time in sort of a race of who can get their their big picture objective done first. Right. Because yes. Chiron, compared to the other three factions, Chiron has a very has is it's it's different for Chiron. Whereas for the other three factions, they need to they need to meet their goal and then they need to like solidify their power and they need to they need to be able to hold their goal by the end of a round. But with Chiron, because he's just pulling these civilians in, he's turning these Zentradi civilians into his army. As soon as he's able to pull enough civilians off the board, he's automatically won. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like so, how it's totally so different uh, victory conditions for all the different factions. Like, that's that's pretty interesting. Like, you, you would, it, mattering who you play, it's a totally different game. So, that's fun. Yes, every... Well, every mm -hmm. <laughs> And, and they all are able to do their moves slightly differently, too, as well. They're, they're not just all uniformly doing the exact same things. Yes. I mean, the, gosh sakes, the anti-evocation league gets to throw concerts in an effort to, to uh, advance their goal. But if, if you play games like Root or GMT's Coin Series, you'll see some similarities to those style of, of asymmetric faction games. Okay. Uh, I mean, honestly, when... when Austin first was thinking about it, he went, this is a counterinsurgency problem. The RDF is doing with a, a counterinsurgency from Chiron. So so what are the best models that already exist? And and he very smartly realized there's, there's a whole system uh, by Voco, Rudolph, um, called the Coin Series that, that has already started thinking about how do you represent those problems in the board game? And, and we use that to help us really put this game together because it's it's a similar situation as, as other historical counterinsurgencies. Okay. It's, just, it's a different conditions because of where the story's at for Robotech, but I mean, that's true for any counterinsurgency. They all have their own unique elements, which is what makes them all interesting to, to study and learn about. Neat. Nice. Uh, one thing I also found very interesting with the game is that uh, you could play any faction's cards, but whether it's not your faction or your faction, certain things can be done with the cards. Yes. So uh, in this game, like if you don't know, if you've never heard of the Counterinsurgency series or the Coin series or, or have played Root, the way I try to explain it is that at the base of the game, it's an area control game, essentially. So it's an area control game, but the heart of the game is the cards. And we have... 
36 cards in this game. Each card is representing a different element from the show, uh, a different event that happened, and we are translating those events into game mechanics okay. so that if you know, you know, and when people know, they look at it and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, th this is what they do. Um, but the thing about each of these cards is that they each represent one event, and each event is beneficial or detrimental to a specific faction. So, uh, and in the course of play, we highly encourage players to play other players' event cards. So you need to, so part of your strategy for you to do bigger and more important things on your own turn, you kind of need to give a little up mm. to another player. Mm -hmm. And part of the game is like talking with other people, trying to figure out how much you'd be able to help somebody or how much this might actually mm -hmm. be able to hurt them. Because sometimes you get the card where you go, this is your card. And then the person looks at it and goes, this is terrible. Why would I ever want to do this? It's like, well, <laughs> maybe you don't, but may now I'm going to play it against you. <laughs> so yeah. so now you got to figure this out. Yeah, so it's a lot of give and take and, and tricks. Tricks here and there. You can screw, screw your neighbor kind of thing and also help them. Well, it, it also allows you to really explore the story and, one of the big emphasis in, in the counter-insurgency philosophy is that history is not necessarily going to play out the way it did play out, and events could have gone and affected things differently if just the situation on the ground was different. This really allows us to, to sort of explore the idea that the game, the series, could have had a different outcome, and different events in the show could have been pivotal than other events. Uh, and, and just to be conscious that, that while we had this particular narrative that came out in Robotech, you know, from a, and see, we, we treat the show as a history here. Yeah. Uh, it could have played out differently. Different events could have been pivotal in a different way if they had occurred with different circumstances on the ground. And, and that's one thing we really enjoy about this game is that it really lets us explore in the lore of Robotech how things could have played out differently just on timing or, or so you could have made slightly different decision within that universe. And, and that's what I said, where the event cards shine in one way is, is, I mean, if you're really familiar with the show, you're going to recognize the pictures and the cards. Yeah, we made sure to include quotes both for, for the fans of Robotech, but also... If you're playing with someone who's not familiar with also that provides a little context of what's yeah. taking place. Nice, yeah. Uh, and and because these cards are important, they they serve as, in some ways, a coordination device, because, you know, there will be a situation where you where you know, we both look at Chiron, we both say, Chiron's a problem for both of us. <laughs> it's your turn. We gotta stop. Him. We, we gotta, gotta stop, stop him. him. I have a card that can help us stop him. We should trade. Like it's yeah. so it's it's it, it's not just a sort of stab yourself some in the back thing. It's also a really a way for us to work together when it's in our interest to work with each other. And it the the game is not a game where you can just go on your own. Yeah, it really yeah. emphasizes the idea that if you just focus on yourself when you play this game someone else is just going to run out ahead because no one's balancing them. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so balancing is really important because a lot of what this, this situation is, is everyone's really on the edge where they could pull off what they want to do. 
And if we just ignore someone and not pay attention to them, they do will it. do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. The, the game uh the, the game is is designed in such a way like the game go, can go up to four rounds the game can end on ra- at the end of round two three or four so uh, every faction some factions can win quicker some factions take a little bit longer to win like chiron he needs to get a lot of civilians off he's he's a little slower to get there but the way the game is designed is that it's possible for any faction to win on round th- at the end of round three. So when mm. players know what they're doing, it becomes really tight really quickly, mm. and players are always trying to just find that little edge amongst the others as a, and also making sure that somebody else doesn't get ahead. And because of the interactive nature that we've created, it'll, it allows for all that to play out at the table. Nice. Uh, how long does uh, each round take to play, usually? So we've been able to get through games. We've been able to go to conventions. We've been able to teach and play a game to a group of new people in about two hours. Yeah. And okay. you know, part of, part of the goal with this is that once you know what you're doing, you can get a game in in 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Right? It is meant to be It is meant to be. Yeah, fast. it's perfect. Yep. That's a sweet spot for the time, for sure. And yeah, it's it's looking good. I'm looking through the uh, website, so it has all the pictures of all the cards, and especially the uh, board. Yeah, artwork's phenomenal. Yeah, on the, on the, the game. So the colors and that. yeah, it looks great. Looks like it's taken right from the show, but obviously it's neat angles and it's really really neat. So. I mean, the uh, you know our our publisher uh, over at Strange Machine Games they are so happy with the artists that they have doing for the Robotech stuff. In fact, he's a little jealous because that artist is getting booked up by bigger companies yeah, take all it, the take time, it away from and it's harder and harder to get him to come back. Yeah, that's always um, the issue with uh, being successful. <laughs> that's right. So I just want to touch next then on I guess on all the Robotech lore, Robotech lore. Sorry. Uh, why did you choose to pick the reconstruction part of the, of the, the first series? Well, so that was more of the publisher's mm. call than ours. Oh, so I'll, okay. I'll just uh, so I'll explain the story. So, like, you know, you, as game designers, we don't generally design for IPs, like yeah. this, as mm-hmm. for an intellectual property, because you have to have the rights, right? And if sure. you make something and you don't have the rights, then you have to convert everything to make it make sense in a new world but um through uh through our local board game you know board game circles met up with uh the owners of strange machine games and they have the rights to publish robotech as you said they did yes. the attack on the sdf1 and they've also done they have they've done the robotech rpg and you know other games in that series and just after hanging out with him for a while he's just like hey have you ever seen the show and this is like back in 2018 he's like have you ever seen the show and i'm like no i haven't seen the show um he's like it's good you should watch it and so i'm like okay it's it's at the time it was on netflix so i'm like okay let me just watch this and it's good right it is yes. good and i'm like i'm sitting there like man i i understand why this why people are still really into this because it really holds up after all these years like, yeah. you see a lot of progenitor stuff within anime from there and you're like yeah that's good and so watch the whole thing because i'm also thinking about it with gamer brain on come back to him i'm like okay i got two ideas i see two <laughs> games here i explained the first game and he goes 
no, we already have that. That's attack on SDF1. And I'm like, okay, trap, okay. And then I explain the second one, which is reconstruction. Because when I watched that part of the show, I'm like, this is a counterinsurgency. This is, this is, this is pretty classic stuff they have going on here. And of course, the RDF is doing it terribly. You know, it's a, they don't, they don't, they're in a counterinsurgency and they don't realize. Yeah, that's because right. like, Rich has got on straight. Yeah, he's too worried Rich about uh, his women. <laughs> like global is um, like the very first thing. So we have a card that's called um, the Zentradi Relocation Act, which is the first thing in the first episode where Global's just like, I'm just gonna bring a whole bunch of Zentradi civilians into New Macross City. <laughs> It'll be fine. So we can keep a closer <laughs> eye on them. This is gonna be fine. And I love showing this card to people because they look at it and they go, why would I ever <laughs> want this card to be played? This is terrible. And I go, no, this is the first thing that they did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It only gets worse from there. Like how, <laughs> right. So I come back to him and, and I explain the concept and Jeff at Strange Machine is just like, okay, put something together. Show, <laughs> let's let's see what comes from this. And here we are. Yeah, I love how it's here so, we are it's five so, years later with a game on the table. Yeah. yeah. And I love how it's so different. Like it, it you could have just done another attack on SDF one, like they could have easily done that, but it's just this is a totally different type of game. And it still explores the world perfectly in a, in a part of the world that really doesn't get as much exposure as the rest of it, right? You're not having Veritex yeah. flying around attacking things. It's more political, which is a lot of the show, but it gets ignored, I think, a lot of the time. And I mean, and that's what Jeff said. He's like, oh, we don't have anything in the reconstruction yeah. era. So, so yes, that's a, that is a gap in our product line because he's looking at the show from all eras yeah. and being like, what, yeah. what have we not explored? And, you know all of their different all all of the parts in their product is exploring a different element and different aspect of this show. So even though it is different, it still slots in with the rest of their stuff. And I always thought it was so cool cuz like this is like the one moment in the series where it's not 1v1. It's not just humans versus aliens. There's, you know, as we've been discussing, there's just so much more going on that it's like hey, I know that there's a love triangle going on right now, but did you see that there was a riot in Detroit that just kicked <laughs> exactly. the RDF out and the mayor is on their side? That's very, that, mm, that's very interesting. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, how about you? Were you uh, privy to Robotech prior to all this too, or did you uh, jump well, on I'm, I'm, I am weirder than that. So <laughs> I, I'm going to say this because when we put this game together, we made two very important decisions in terms of who we wanted to be able to play this game. We wanted people who were fans and lovers of Robotech to play the game, which meant one of us, Austin, has completely inundated himself with Robotech. <laughs> yes. But then we also said we want people, whether they have friends who don't watch Robotech mm -hmm. or they like the style of game and they're for Rotec that they also want to be able to play the game. So when we've put this game together, we've purposely has designed it with me never seeing any Robotech to make sure the game still yeah. works oh. when you show it to a person who doesn't it's, know Robotech. It's yeah, it's smart. perfect, yeah. That's yeah, to make sure that it's a good game, not just a good Robotech game. Like that's perfect. Well and and also that I mean it's Austin will tell you, uh I've actually pushed to put more Robotech stuff in the game because <laughs> I'm pushing the game to 
introduced <laughs> me to Robotech. Yeah. So, so if you look at a lot of stuff in the game, we have historical context provided in the game so that for people who aren't familiar, they can embrace the story. So I, in many ways, have learned the story of the Reconstruction period by playing this game over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, and so I've, I've learned to appreciate the, the taglines in this era in a way that I wouldn't have if, if I wasn't playing the game. And, and that's, that's another neat thing about this game is that it, it, it actually can be the gateway into Robotech. And it's designed to be that on purpose. Yeah, just like historical games, you play the game and all of a sudden you're interested in the history. It's uh, it works the same. This fake history, it works the exact same way. Where, you, oh, this is a very interesting world, and I want to get into it. And it's it's neat that you can do that through a game, and it's very few medium can do that. I think, and that games are immerse you so much into it. I think that really it works. Uh, and I think it really helps that, like, I've always said that one of the really nice things about Robotech is that for such a long-running series, there hasn't been, there hasn't been, like, a whole bunch of retcons. There hasn't been a whole bunch of, like, the people who are in this fandom, they treat it seriously. They treat it like history. And so I'm like, yes. you know, we, yeah. we can, you know, for especially when you're doing a game like this, that really helps. That really helps create a consistent world with you know the characters still doing exactly what you expect yeah. them to do um and keeping it all you know believable and grounded for both people who know the story and people who are just new to it that it's not just oh it's just completely random anime whatever yeah. it's like no 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 look there's there's people and there's places <laughs> and they care about things and like it's yeah. all it's you know it's there yeah robotech fans are are very true and like um, we like things like Transformers. That that is such a mess with the uh, the history and the. It's, there's so many different timelines. Like, you'd have to choose a specific one. So it's it's much easier when you have one timeline to worry about. You don't have to worry about. Although the comics, the Robotech comics, did introduce a second timeline. So it's they're starting <laughs> multiverse. It's the new uh, hotness. So. And I mean, I know that I was a little like the idea of like so you know got the books, started reading through the books, and. It's like, oh wait, well, we we can't, we actually can't use the books in yeah. the game. So it's like, okay. <laughs> I don't think yeah. there a lot of the books are just covering each episode of the show, though, right? Too. Yeah. So it's I don't, right. And little are, additions, probably, but yeah. It's and it's fun, <laughs> but it's but it's like, oh, you know, I got some stuff from the book. It's like, oh, we can't. Yeah, use yeah. Them. It's like specific things. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Specific things. They yeah. only have the license like, to the actual TV show, right? Right, and I think it was. Uh, if it's a bit of a stretch to even have a, the AUL in there oh, yeah. a little bit, because that name is never dropped in the show. <laughs> the AUL is never there, and we can, you know, even and like you know, the REF, the Robotech Expeditionary Force. That's what they become, even though that's not what they're called at the time. But like, we needed to call them something. And yeah. like, you can't have Zentradians and Tradi. No. That's just or RDF and RDF too. Like like they're just the space RDF kind of. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it works out. So, uh, anything in the future then for more Robotech from you guys then that you could think of? Maybe just you have a good relationship with Strange Machine, obviously. So we we do, but but it, um, in terms of projects, we have ideas, but but really we have to see how well some of the current stuff works. So so right now it's sort of like an information gathering time. Perfect. We have to see if people are really wanting to see these more of these sort of things developed mm-hmm. and if they do we, we do have some things that we can do but but if people 
aren't that interested in, in a game like this, then, you know, we'll, we'll have to rethink those ideas. Well, you guys also, yeah. I'm sure, are designing other games, so you're, you're, you're designers of quite a few other games already, right? So it's uh i'm sure there's more things in the uh works from other other publishers that you're uh, working on also <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right um uh, <laughs> anything more on the game that you guys want to touch upon so i mean <laughs> if if you are trying to get the game right now the the best way to get the game is through strange machine games website yeah we'll have the links in uh, the show notes for that and uh, yeah, I've bought a, quite a few things off their website, so I think I have almost all the games except for this one. I might be missing one of the other ones, Ace Pilot, maybe I'm missing, but uh, yeah. Mm. I'm actually surprised we missed this game at Gen Con. Yeah, were you guys at Gen Con? Uh, they they were at Gen Con with the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how we missed yeah, it. Yeah, we never. Well, Gen Con's huge. That's how we missed it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's quite a few b- booths that I just never got to. So this is one of them. So. But uh, yeah, we'll be definitely ordering up. I, I know Pat, when it first was announced, he was very excited about this. So very now that he's been reminded it, uh, that it exists, he'll be on it. <laughs> well, for some reason, I thought it wasn't out, and it didn't occur to me that it would be... I just wasn't following close enough. That's my own fault. So it's good to have uh, you on. So I'm sure there's a lot of people uh, like us. <laughs> yeah, I definitely got it at Gen Con. And, uh, but uh, Strange Machine Games, uh, Robotech Reconstruction, out now. Yep. Uh, looks like a great game. Sounds like a great game. Uh, artwork is spectacular. Uh, the design is spectacular, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's a, I think it's a must-buy for any Robotech fan out there. So Yeah, yeah especially I mean, supporting the, these companies, too. These smaller companies like Strange Machine, that's the important thing, too. And, and something we, we can confirm, I mean, the nice thing about this game, if, if you always have trouble... I know some Rotec fans have trouble getting their non-Rotec friends to play Rotec games. We know that there are war gamers who know nothing about Robotech. They're they're buying this game and they're playing it because yeah. they like the game style. So there are gamers out there who will play this game with you who are not Robotech fans and, and that helps broaden who you can really share your love of Robotech with. Yeah, I agree because I, I just now after talking with you guys, I, going through my head, who in my local group would play it, and I think just about everyone would play it, and not all of them are Robotech fans like myself. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it used to be that uh, licensed games were, you know, you, they had a, like, a little stigma, but now I think people realize that these licensed games are, are actually really good games, so it's, a, it's good that uh, we don't have the olden days where it was just Monopoly with a different... Uh, <laughs> with a different Face. skin, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I like about these these games, especially they're all very different and they're all real fun to play. So I'm glad you guys are part of it. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right. Well, uh, Aaron, Austin, there's anything else you'd like to uh, give shout outs to, and before we call it a night. So if you want to follow Doctor Wits, you can find us on social media at Doctor W I C T Z. We are on what was formerly known as Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We have a website, doctor.wits.com, where you can read some of our blogs and board game design, including development of road tech reconstruction. But you can also join our, our email list if you want to know what we're up to, including picking subcategories of, of, that interest you. So if you only want to get stuff up, Robotech 
you can click on the boxes to say Robotech. If you want to hear about everything we do, you can click on the box for that. Yeah, I've, I've been on your website. Yeah. It's it's quite a good resource for uh, game design in general, which is I liked a lot. So, thank, right. you. thank you very yeah. much. Yes, it really does help with the Google optimization, the SEO search optimization. Just W I C T Z. Put that into a search bar. You'll you'll find us. Yeah, right. there's not that many with that name. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, uh, Aaron, Austin, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, thanks for talking about Robotech Reconstruction. I'm very excited, even more so now than before. Uh, so uh, probably when we get off of here, I'll probably directly order it. <laughs> You'll see a few extra sales tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, once again, thank you guys for coming on. We got your website and everything else. Yeah, we'll get be... that all linked to our show notes. Yep. And uh We'd love to have you back on whenever you do another and or a mech game. Doesn't yeah, have to be Robotech. Yeah, it doesn't have Robotech. Any mech games, we're, we're there. <laughs> We'd love to have you guys on and talk about your games again. It sounds like you guys put together a really good game, and I look forward to playing. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, guys, uh, for Mobile Armor Radio, I've been your host, Chopper. Thank you, Aaron Austin, for coming on, and uh, we will see you again at the beginning of the month. Bye-bye. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion. 